This is a secret broadcast on behalf of the Critical Twits podcast. This is episode 3, or maybe episode 5, depending on how you want to count it. And we're going to talk about a topic close to our hearts, skullduggery. I'm Agent B. I'm Agent A. And I'm Agent C. And we're coming at you live from a secret location. Throughout the podcast, we'll be leaving clues as to where we really are. The first person to tweet us with the, with our real location will be terminated by the cleanup squad. I, I mean, win a prize. A lovely, lovely prize. <laughs> so, skullduggery. No, not creating past tense holes with some cranial bones, but the art of being dishonest and dodgy as hell. So in order to get us in the mood, I'm going to start off by lying to you. King of skullduggery and disdainer of political correctness, James Bond, is back soon um, and is renowned for his womanising of ladies with ridiculous names. So which of these, Agent A and Agent C, are real Bond girls and which have I made up? I did. Oh, that's why the Bond question got asked yesterday, was it? Yes, because I didn't want to ask you questions about things that you might actually know about. Oh, Because that. that would be less fun. <laughs> uh, you can play along at home, uh, let us know your score, and we will put it in a spreadsheet and look at it sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so our first James Bond, or Bond girl. Why Bond girl? Surely Bond woman. Bond girl has well, unpleasant tones to it. It's Cut always that. been. <laughs> no, no, it does have unpleasant toads, but then James Bond himself is probably rather unpleasant by these days. And so an alcoholic. Yeah. Yes. But it was a simpler time. It was a much horribler time. Yeah. Um, okay, so the very first Bond is this a real Bond girl or not a real Bond girl? Dr. Christmas Jones. <laughs> Dr. Christmas Jones. So. Are we going to like try and elaborate on what they might do? Because Doctor Christmas Jones, do whatever you like. I mean, for stuff, this crap will cut it out. It's, it, I feel a little bit disbelief because I mean, this is James Bond. The Doctor implies intelligence, and James Bond. I don't feel like attempts it with anybody he believes is intelligent. Oh, anybody because he's a chauvinistic pig. Okay. That's However, there have been doctors. Yeah. You don't think they're doctors because you look at the way they dress and they're all in high heels running around shooting guns at people, but they're supposed to be doctors. Can't the modern day woman have it all? Can't she have high heels, a kicky beret and a doctorate from Yale? I think it's more the machine gunning afterwards. It seems a bit weird. Uh, wasn't there a nuclear... I'm a particle physicist. Was it... Was it... It's just weird. Yeah, wasn't it actually the, the day after tomorrow had a particle physicist that ran around murdering people? It, it got a bit weird. Yeah. Um, but I think that's false. Do you yeah, agree? I'm going with false here. Yeah. No, that's correct. That is a real character, Dr. Christmas Jones, from The World Is Not Enough, played by the lovely Denise Richards. Okay, what was your doctor in? You didn't research that, did you? No. <laughs> um, because like all Bond girls, her history doesn't matter. <laughs> That's really mean. <laughs> I, I, should, I should have done more, more research for what is meant to be a two-minute intro to the podcast, which we've already had our two minutes. Okay, next one. April morning. April oh, that morning. morning. That, that sounds, that's true. That sounds true to me. That sounds like the sort of name uh, some celebrity would give their child. April morning, yeah. yes. You're not going to go to a real school, so you don't have to worry about being bullied for this. There was a slight breeze when one of her seven fathers, I'm not sure which one it was... <laughs> no, that's got to be fake. I think it's true. Okay, so you're going for fake? Fake, yeah. You think it's true. We've had Christmas Jones, for God's sake. Yeah, but they don't interrelate, so it's fine. Okay, uh, so April morning is false. Yeah. I made that one up. However, there is a May Day oh. in A View to a Kill, uh, played by the also lovely uh, Grace Jones. This is the Stan um, Lee way of naming people, isn't it? I'm not going to have a score... <laughs> Well, um, yeah, so it's 1-0 yeah. to Aaron uh, <laughs> I was oh. going to compete against you but you you turned on each other yes um, which is in the spirit of the skullduggery oh, I think okay. Agent A and Agent B are okay. ganging up on me here some kind of conspiracy of the... where have you hid the body <laughs> <laughs> third one then Holly Goodhead that's that's true <laughs> that's, that's definitely true that's a bold girl if ever I heard Holly that. Goodhead oh. I, I don't want this to be true. <laughs> I just really don't want this to be true. Women can be more than this. Please remember that, <laughs> Bond writers. 
Uh, I'm, I'm saying false because of I'm, I'm saying true. Back of the net, Colin. Equaliser. Uh, Holly Goodhead reel from Moonraker, played by Lois Childs. Moonraker was ridiculous, so yeah, fair enough. Okay. Yeah. God. Number four, Amanda Hug and Kiss. Amanda Hug and Kiss. <laughs> that's actually, I think that's true. I'm going to say true because it's, it's so ridiculous. Both saying true? Yeah. This is a fake name that you phone up people and mock them with, surely. But <laughs> Yes, it is. I took that from The Simpsons. It's hey. a prank oh, that Bart plays on Mo, um, not a Bond, uh, Bond girl. I've, uh, uh, I've got you uh, two lies so far, and I've got you to think that both of them were real. Well, we one of them should have watched real Bond. Yeah. Okay, number five, Plenty O'Toole. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say false. <laughs> no, this is true. I've heard that. I'm sure I've heard this one before. Okay. Or Brian's going to announce it's from a porn film. <laughs> oh, God, it is true. <laughs> well, well done, Aaron. Uh, plenty O'Toole, real, played by Lana Wood in Diamonds Are Forever. Oh, my yes. God. Yeah, terrible, terrible. Right, last one of the Bond ones. Um, Peaceful Fountains of Desire. Peaceful Fountains of Desire. I'm gonna. Oh, oh, I'm gonna say true. No, false. It's it's too complex. There's too many syllables in that for a Bond fan. True. Well done, Colin. Um, Apparently, Die Another Day, played by Rachel Grant. She's a Chinese, I think, uh, spy. Oh my God, it's racist as well. (laughs) (laughs) And Die Another Day wasn't that long ago. That's the worst one about that. That's my lifetime, as in... Yeah, it was Pierce Brosnan's one. Yeah, late 90s. Oh God, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Um, well, the so, 90s when racism was more covert but still acceptable apparently yes. so at the end of round one uh, the James Bond round the score is currently Aaron 2 Colin 2 um, which also means that I, I'm going to class myself as having four points this this doesn't seem right <laughs> this isn't a very good game okay. I might murder him by the end of this so, podcast <laughs> to bring this to um, back to the world of gaming uh, fantasy games especially often have some very very ridiculous character names so yes. I'm going to read out some uh, character names you need to guess whether they're real fantasy characters from gaming or whether I've made them up to deceive you you might know some of these okay Okay. Tara the Herald of Obliteration Tara the Herald of Obliteration I think that's true <laughs> I'm going to flick through this big book of baby names, point at it, and then put something horrible at the end. Yeah, go on, it's going to be true. It is true. Bonus point for telling me where it's from. Herald of Obliteration. Tara, the Herald of Obliteration. I think one of the Dragon Age games. Nope. No. Dungeon Siege? Nope. It's actually from uh, one of my favourite games, tabletop um, skirmish game, Malifaux. Which we'll be covering soon. Oh yeah, well, is it? <laughs> yeah. yeah, Tara, the Herald of Obliteration. What a title! Who was the entire inspiration for this piece? Because I looked at her name and went, Tara sounds like I might know her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know any Heralds of Obliteration. What a silly name! Or do we? Um, well, okay. Yeah. Second one, Alberman, Desecrator of Innocence. <laughs> Alberman, the desecrator of innocence. No, because that's disgusting. <laughs> I'm going to say no for that. Is she a teacher? <laughs> um, yes, I made up Alberman, the, desec- the desecrator. I'm not so good with the fantasy. Uh, it, fantasy it was more, uh, you expect the desecrator of innocence to be Lord Black, the desecrator of yeah. innocence. Something that doesn't sound like a paedophile teacher. <laughs> the reason I went with desecrator of innocence is that's the name I got when I did the Game of Thrones name generator. <laughs> okay. Which we, we did at work the other day. Uh, well, the other month, uh, because it was summer. We don't have a lot to do over <laughs> summer. Um, so that was fun. Um, okay, uh, number three. I'm not doing so well in this round. Dendar the Night Serpent. Dendar the Night Serpent. I'm going to say yes to that. Yeah. Why? Dendar 
the Night Serpent. It's, it's very fantasy based. That's, that's something yeah. you'd expect. The Night Serpent. Conan the Barbarian type. Yeah, Dendar. Dendar is one of those names that is ridiculous, but you'd find it in a fantasy yeah. game. Yes, Dendar the Night Serpent uh, is a god in the Forgotten Realms that eats nightmares. Ooh. Well done. Name doesn't seem quite appropriate now. Dendar. No. Consumer of nightmares. It sounds more cool. like a. Yeah. Yeah, it's a better name for it. Yeah, I think. Yeah, Den- yeah, Dendar's not not someone I'd associate. I'm Dendar. Well, so do you <laughs> eat nightmares? That's not. No. <laughs> yeah. Dendar sounds like a bloke that sells shoes in the corner. Yeah, <laughs> well, I don't really associate serpents with eating nightmares yeah. either. Ma- causing them, but not eating them. Maybe Dendar the night serpent eats like chocolate dipped nightmares. <laughs> so it's like just to soften it slightly. <laughs> um, or maybe it's like one of those nightmares that's not really a nightmare where like where your teeth fall out but it's okay or you punch someone in the face and they don't do anything about it so it's not like the horrible nightmare where your family's been killed you're just like a bit weak and pathetic no does no one else have nightmares like that have I yeah no too I definitely much? have nightmares like that but I wouldn't necessarily call them nightmares just bad dreams bad dreams but then that would be a rubbish fantasy name Dendar either <laughs> of slightly bad dreams <laughs> that sounds like something out of Discworld Dendar <laughs> yeah rather than having the war god you'd have the kerfuffle god <laughs> there was a god of stuff so yeah <laughs> okay uh, number four then Tamakan the maggot lord Tamakan the Maggot Lord. Ooh, I'm going to say yes to that. I'm going to say no, but I feel like you were researching something on Tamagotchis beforehand. Uh, I, I would play Tamagotchi if there was a, uh, the Maggot King. <laughs> Where do you think Tamakan the Maggot Lord is from? Ta- say the name again. Tamakan the Maggot Lord. Tamakan. Tamakan. I'm going to say it's very racist of me, but it sounds almost Arabian. <laughs> No, lies. Right. Um, <laughs> Tamakan the Maggot Lord is a true real character uh, from Warhammer. Okay. So it probably was looking at a Tamagotchi when they came out. Right. It's a giant uh, Warhammer fantasy Forge World resin model ah. that you can get. For what race? Uh, Chaos. Oh, not Lord. Arabian at all. Yeah. Ah. And it um, might be. I mean, a Chaos inherently white in Warhammer. I mean, it's, it's not a piece of racism. Or no, kind of like the model coloured. Yeah, are we saying kind of went away from it, didn't it? Stop are we them. saying that chaos are the most ethnically, ethnically diverse of all the races? Yeah, it's a general rule in fantasy that the evil the, guys are ethnically are diverse. More, are more, yeah, are more welcoming to anybody, whereas the good guys generally tend to be white and male and really boring because of it. Well, that's an interesting for Okay, let's continue with the predominantly white and male podcast. <laughs> uh, um, okay, uh, number five. Bubalos the Toad Dragon. <laughs> Bubalos the Toad I'm Dragon. The images are horrible. No to that. Bubalos and the if Toad it is, Dragon. There's something wrong with the world. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to say no as well, but I feel like something you might use in a future game. Tamakan, Tamakan the Maggot Lord rides Bubalos the Toad Dragon Jesus in the popular Christ. miniatures game Warhammer. Does game it? Shop. Please find new names. The Toad Dragon. Yeah. Toad dragon. Well, toads are kind of like reptiles. Um, okay. What sad person would go, we've got a dragon for your birthday, son. It's a toad dragon. That's that's a parent that didn't love their children. Do you think they just printed, like, they'd like 3D printed the model and then one of them had a pet toad and they just put it on top and went, ah, it's a dragon. That's a brilliant idea. Oh, I'm a genius. I think what they do is, is, is write down names no. of all animals <laughs> and then put them all in a bag and just draw two out and go, so he's riding a... Buffalo squirrel. <laughs> Buffalo squirrel. That's actually quite cool. And Games Workshop, like don't steal my buffalo squirrels. <laughs> buffalo squirrels are copyright the Critical Twits podcast 2015. All rights reserved. Your mileage may vary. Um, okay, so as we move into the final round, uh, Colin is one point ahead. Was a first? Which means you're going to have to answer first, oh. Colin, so you can't just pick the same thing and guarantee yourself victory. Sudden death. Oh. So, the f- last one, Mandros the Unforgivable. Oh, Mandros the Unforgivable. Mm, oh, see, Mandros, yes, the Unforgivable. You'd expect the Unforgiven. I'm going to say... We need some thinking music. I'm going to say no. <laughs> no? I think it would be the unforgiven, not the unforgivable. 
Okay, well, I'm going to go the opposite then, seeing as... Is that what you would have chosen? No, I think I would have said false as well, to be honest. Something yeah? Just off about it. Oh, I didn't manage to catch you then. Well, I made up Mandros the Unforgivable. Yeah. Um, mostly because I thought that this particular section of the uh, podcast could be referred to as Unforgivable Mandros. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <sighs> I want my point. <laughs> That's his point as well. He yeah, started again. We now. We're, we're... I think we should get extra points each for dealing with that terrible pun. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. So at that point, um, without the extra points, because I'm in charge, it's my podcast. It's not, <laughs> but it's my my, uh, my my idea to do this. Um, that's Aaron six, Colin seven, which means I get six points um, off of Aaron, five points off of Colin, eleven to me. I win. <laughs> The crowd goes wild. Stabbing noises. <laughs> yes. Insert stabbing noises here, Aaron. <laughs> so, yes. But that idea of uh, silly names leads us very nicely into discussion of our first game, which is the recently released board game, Code Names. Yes. So I paused there for quite a long time. <laughs> Not for dramatic effect, uh, but because... It kind of rhymed, and it felt wrong. <laughs> the board game code names. Uh, it's quite difficult to say. Yeah. Uh, which uh, I recently picked up. Yep. Yeah. I ordered the last one on Amazon. So anyone who's tried to order it from Amazon uh, UK in the last week and hasn't been able to, <laughs> that's my fault. Skullduggerous of you. Yes, very yes. skullduggerous of me. Um, I planned it that way. I waited until there was only one <laughs> left. Um, yes, so... Code names, a board game uh, we've all played. We all yep. played last week. We um, did. Would either of you like to explain what it's about? Go on then. I'll give it a go. Um, code names is a game where you pay um, anywhere from two to eight players. Just two so? to eight players. Yeah. 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 Um, and you basically play opposing sides of spies. Yeah. Um, and you're trying to assassinate people, I believe. You're, you're, no, you're trying to find your agents. your agents. agents. Okay, yeah. I just took it as assassinating people because that sounded more fun. Yeah, I no, you know. have to murder a whole bunch of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Murdering's fun. I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't <laughs> edit explain. that. Edit that. <laughs> Um, yeah, been so the you... basis of the entire computer games industry for the last 25 years. That's a good point. Kill this guy. Have some experience. You've learned something. <laughs> <laughs> now you can get 10% off in shops. <laughs> <laughs> maybe not, so true. Maybe so not the most true. realistic medium. Happen <laughs> dead. Try. Um, <laughs> so. Breathe from my own corpsing slightly. <laughs> um, yeah, okay, so you play two opposing sides of uh, spies who are trying to find the rest of your team. Uh, one of you knows the code names of, of your spies and are trying to uh, get that across via one word to the opposite side of the table without basically revealing it to the other group of spies. Um, so you've got a grid. I'm not sure how big it is because I can't remember. It's five, five by five. five. Oh, uh, jinx. Uh, <laughs> how skull or something. <laughs> I'm not allowed to speak. <laughs> an entertaining podcast. <laughs> yeah, five by five grid of uh, everyday words. Um, and those who are trying to call out the code names um, have a little grid that kind of looks like a minesweeper grid that yes. shows you where your spies are located where your opposing spies are located, who are in bystanders, and an assassin. Yes. Um, your objective is to find all your spies before the others do, without finding the assassin. Yeah. Um, do this by looking at the words, uh, finding, hopefully, a link between them, and calling out something that links, links that word. So if you've got elephant... Well, no, if you've got trunk and horns... On, on the board you might yep. say elephant and then two because you've seen two cards that relate to that yes. and then the person on the other side of the board has to try and guess which one do you mean yes and they get they have to point them out and then without the clue giver giving anything away so they can't go <gasps> or which this is, is a particularly tricky one they just have which to which is more difficult than it sounds yes, yes. Yeah. Um, you have to maintain your poker face P -p 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 poker face and not give anything away and then you just cover it 
Now, if you're looking for multiple and you get them all right, you can keep you keep putting down your colour. Yep. However, at any point, if you get it wrong, if you pick an innocent bystander, they get a sort of a grey card uh, that just goes over that and covers it up. Um, if you pick one of the opponent's ones, then they get that one yep. added to their side. Uh, that becomes their colour, uh, and then it's the other team's go. So you might say uh, potato seven, and they get the very first one wrong, and then... That's it, game over. Yes. Um, well, the other, yeah, if they get the assassin, it'd be game over, or they could pass one off to the, the other team and, yeah. and off they, yeah. uh, off they go. <laughs> what I really like about this, because that might sound slightly dry, um, is the sheer frustration of trying to communicate with your friends in only one word chunks. Yep. Yes. Um, which is absolutely, can be absolutely hilarious as they get completely the wrong end of the stick. Yeah. Uh, if you've got teams of the other, on multiple people on your team and you're giving the clues and they start discussing it, because yes. everyone's brains associate things differently, um, that can be even more infuriating. Yeah, I mean, my, my, we, we played this with... Um, my wife and Connors of half at one point. Yeah. Um, and I watched my, uh, my wife or basically curl up into a ball as the clue for one card that she'd announced. Brian and Colin basically went through the entire board and went, well, this could link to that, but then that could link to it, and then this could link to it. And you could watch her getting really elated as they found the right one and then disappointed when they'll find the wrong ones and then horrified as they found the assassin and they went around the board about two, three times until <laughs> she's screaming or throwing something at you. <laughs> Shut up and just pick one! Yes, there is a sand timer included um, as an optional thing to flip uh, yeah. flip the thing yeah. over. Uh, there are there are some slightly more complex rules about what kind of clues you can give and what kind of clues you can't and things oh, like yeah. that. But that didn't really come up because everyone just kind of instinctively followed the one we played. And a lot of the people... We've played this with... Um, at least three people um, who aren't regular gamers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then someone who's kind of a, more of a casual gamer than we are. Um, and they've all got it straight away. They've got the game straight away. Yeah, yeah. We've had loads of fun uh, playing it. Especially, it can get quite competitive. Extremely. Yes. Um, <laughs> I would say, I, I'd definitely say for anybody who, who's still not convinced that this sounds like a good game, when I first played it, we played the first game all five of us playing it went meh it's not bad but the moment you play the second game you go this is awesome and then you play the third game and go this is still awesome and yeah. it's remained awesome ever since it's the first game you go it, it, this is quite it's more complicated than it sounds and I think um, in mine I pulled the assassin out immediately <laughs> twice in a row yeah, yeah, um, yeah. losing both games <laughs> On my very first words, but when you once you get into your second game, you start going. Actually, this is a lot of fun. It's one of those games that just takes a moment to click. Yes, and once it clicks, and you realise what it's asking you to do, it because it you realise quite how clever it is and how cleverly it's put together. Yeah, because you're not only trying to give clues for your own words, you're also trying to avoid the other team's words. Yeah, definitely avoid the. Um, the assassin yeah. and beat the other team at the same time so yeah. you're making very tenuous links in an effort to try and leapfrog them or keep up with them or to win the game yeah. um, before yeah. they can they have a chance and the words you've got to choose from on the actual board are very ambiguous that, you know, a lot of them are interlinked with each other and they go from city names yeah. through mystical beasts like phoenixes and unicorns uh, there was ninjas and there were just some very basic normal words like car plain car cat cake yeah, yeah. but other letters are available they you know we're describing and it sounds like those words are really easy to link together except the board you get given you, you'll be lucky if any of those matching words touch each other but they yeah they they do though you can yes once you get into it you start looking for the leaps of logic that you need uh, one of the good things we did is we rotated the person who was giving the clues every game or two because that's that's really stressful surprisingly yeah it is trying to trying to well it's it's you're everything. trying to think of links for yourself and then you've got to try and think of links that they would get while not picking the other people's Cars. It's like at one point I said dog, and I actually found three: um, spot, spot, yard. Uh, I think, and I put police 
Oh, like a police dog. A yeah. police dog. Yeah. But Aaron didn't get police, and I was sitting there wetting myself, going, oh, God, oh, God, I've just seen something else on the board that could be linked Pound. to dog. Pound. Yeah. <laughs> Which, luckily, when I looked at the clues, I went, oh, yeah, that's mine anyway. But I was slightly <laughs> concerned, going, you, you can put links in places that you, you wouldn't expect your team to. Yeah. Yes. I... Um, I had I looked at the board at one point and had England and Germany yep so I said world war and then realised that America was the assassin card <laughs> and spent the entire the entire thing as the rest of that round as my uh, my two teammates were, were debating and flicking between the three countries with my to- toes curled up going please don't pick the wrong one <laughs> Um, and luckily, um, they decided that they were the main people in the war. They were there for more yeah. of it. Um, because America turns up late. Yeah. Being tardy in their, uh, in their own <laughs> vernacular. Um, so I kind of got away with that. And yeah. I'm going, oh, please don't pick the wrong one. Please don't pick the wrong one. Um, and it's, it's that sort of moment of, uh, of tension, that moment of when the other team, when, when you're, the rest of your teammates pick completely the wrong thing. Um, yeah. and they've made a link that you didn't even think of um, it's great it's great you get to know people you get to know how their brains work how they yeah. think about things um, the links they make quite in- interesting we mixed the teams up a lot as we went as I well think that really worked um, well yeah so we all played back. with everyone else um, at different points yeah. um, so it wasn't just like because obviously if your, your wife's playing Aaron and you don't want we don't want to play against you two because you've got so many in jokes and similar things yeah, exactly. that you might be able to. Not whip me us. and my missus, surprisingly. No, 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 we were rubbish together. She gave some really good clues. It's it's, it's down on you, Colin. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, the other thing is as well, if you're a smart player, you you listen to the other team's clues because you can work out which aren't your words. Yeah, that way, even if the other team don't quite get it. So you can start, or what you can also do is you get an extra guess in each turn. So if they say um, potato three, you actually get four guesses. So if you fail to find the um, a clue in the previous round, you can use your extra go and go, oh, well, I think it must be that one. Yeah. But what you don't know is what if potato was actually a link to both of them and then you're just picking something at random. I noticed that was where a lot of tenuous links started coming in. Mm. Yeah. Um, because you because you'd already covered it over, so you were looking for stuff that had already disappeared, and so we're making links with things that weren't there and making me weep inside. <laughs> yes, there were some um, very tenuous links going yeah. on. Yeah. It's kind of like team minesweeper with words. You yeah. know, I did that minesweeper yeah. grid um, in that you're trying to you're trying to point them in the right direction and avoid the pitfalls, avoid the uh, avoid the tra- the, uh, the different traps. Yeah. Um, I had a great time playing it. I really, really, uh, yeah. Yeah. really enjoyed. I'd happily it. play again. Um, yeah. It's a really nicely designed little thing as well. Each of the cards is double sided. It does take a, a small amount of time to set up a five by five grid of cards. Yeah. But the cards, they've got the words written both ways up so people on opposite sides of the table can see. I'd like people... to confess I didn't notice that for about an hour. Well done. <laughs> I was sitting there leaning over the other side of the table. Looking like you were cheating. Word. Yeah, looking like I was cheating, <laughs> trying to read the words, and actually the words are printed the other way as well. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah but one side is grey. One yeah. side's like a, a name tag, and the other side is grey, so it is a little bit harder to see. Yeah, but I do um, colours for a living. That's a good point. Yeah, you are an artist, <laughs> a graphic designer, um, who drew our lovely cartoon that you can uh, you can see. Uh, we haven't talked about it up until now, because we've only actually just started releasing things. We had a bit of a backlog. Yep. Yeah. Um, mostly because none of us, apart from Aaron, can do technical things. That's entirely true. <laughs> so we, and I'm incredibly slow at it. <clears throat> we just leave it all up to you. We're, we're, yeah. we're absolutely no use whatsoever. <laughs> um, so, yes, that's our fault, really. Don't blame Aaron. Um, but yes, Colin, Colin drew the lovely, the lovely and rather slightly offensive cartoon. Well, of course. Because my beard doesn't look like that. Yes, I'm not that bald. <laughs> yes, you are. Yeah, you have a giant forehead. I do actually have a giant forehead. In the cartoon as well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and other jokes. <laughs> I'm trying to think of who should be the most offended. Brian's got a very shifty look and a patchy <laughs> beard. Aaron looks like a fat Klingon. Yes. 
But his cartoon does as well. <laughs> <laughs> so I just did the same joke twice in the 19th century. Uh, sorry, Aaron. I'd say for that comment, Aaron should be the most offended. By me, not by you. <laughs> of course. Just remember who's got yeah. all the blackmail material. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, code names. Um, really, really, uh, really enjoyed it. Great, yeah. really simple, very easy to play game. The theming is very light. Um, everything works really well. So the cards, you've got a word on look facing one way, a word facing the other. So you can have your clue givers on one side of the table sharing the, uh, the little grid. Um, and then you can flip the cards over. They're all double-sided. Mm. Yep. So you've got 200 cards, but actually 400 words. So you can flip them over, yep. which means you don't have to set them all up again, which is quite yep. nice. Yep. Uh, the um, grids for the code names are, um, because they're 5x5, five five, they can be flipped round, so they give different answers and possibilities as well, leading yeah. to hundreds, thousands of game possibilities. I was going to try and do some maths. Oh, well, with an S that American listeners because um, <laughs> that's what it is um, mathematics multiple um, <laughs> entirely irrelevant pedantic rant um, yes um, the chances of two gaming groups playing uh, the same game must be astronomical oh yeah I mean yeah. what are there 400 25 words out of 400 yeah. um, and you've got about 30 of these little grids that can go in four, four different each Four ways up. Yeah, that's 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 mad. That yeah. the, the possibilities are, are enormous. It's, it's not going to get repetitive. Yeah, I mean the, the actual gameplay itself would in time, but actually it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't expect you to sit down and play for four hours. No, although we did, we did, much, yeah, um, as a first go. But we played it again at weekend just gone for it's half an hour. Yeah, and two it, new players picked it up and enjoyed it in that time. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a good party game yeah yeah as yeah. well something I very expect families to play or you've got yes. some friends over for a few drinks if you have any friends or drinks um, <laughs> one day Colin one, one day, one day. day. <laughs> and would be very entertaining actually actually I think yes definitely with a couple of drinks in you would probably be the most oh, fun yeah the legs would have. get really really tenuous at that point I'm yeah. amazing if you'd like to apply to be Colin's friend um, then please tweet a picture of yourself to the Critical Twits uh, Twitter account uh, holding the drink that you would bring <laughs> and he will judge you by the quality of the beverage that you uh, may potentially provide oh. so I, I mean I heartily recommend um, especially as you say it's more Maybe more more casual, more. It's easier to get into yeah, yeah. a family game, uh, but still, we really enjoyed it, and we yeah, were all late twenties and early thirty something <laughs> people who have no friends. Have no yeah. friends, apparently. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'll say. Well, Laura's asked on a couple of occasions whether that would be coming over on future, you know, future gaming things. Cause yeah. So she wanted to play again. Cause yeah. She liked it that much. Yeah, so. definitely. Oh um, yeah. I'd quite happily play again. Yes. It's, in fact, let's abandon the podcast. Turn this off. We'll uh, we'll go play games. Just yeah. record us playing it. Yeah, yeah. I left it in your car. <laughs> Skull Douglas. Oh, Skull Douglas. Uh, in the other car. Aaron has multiple cars. <laughs> multiple <laughs> cars and a wife. Now, viewers, is viewers, listeners, is he lying? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd weird. like to pretend I was lying now because I feel excessively middle class. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you I haven't seen that. these cars, to be honest. <laughs> um, well, it's, we're a British podcast. We can discuss the class system endlessly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> That's because we're at the bottom end of it, so it's fine. We can discuss all we want. Yes. We're looking up. We know my place. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. No, it's really good. But two player. Was yeah, just the, the one thing. There is a. There is a. It says two to eight players. I did try just to try out the rules. I, I roped. Uh, my, my other half into playing with me um, in the game um, <laughs> and it, it's done cooperatively so I, I was giving the clues she was picking the words and then at the end of each round we, I would have to co- cover up one of the other team's colours one of their words um, and it was <clears> dull we played it twice and she, she was boring, but she played yeah. it on Saturday with us and she enjoyed it she said yeah she said it was fine she said she liked it she said she'd play it again yeah. uh, which really happens to be Thing honest is, that so, sounds like trying yeah. to play Monopoly two player yeah, yeah. It, it does or, I mean it, it, you might you might enjoy that yeah, um, yeah. But, you might be a lot more fun than we are we <laughs> yeah we are a miserable bunch at heart 
Wow, really bummed us out. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> keep it light, keep it frothy, they say. Um, podcasting 101. Or maybe I'm just lying. Agency, yes. secret weapon, depression. Exactly. <laughs> yes, his <Our> misery bombs. <laughs> <laughs> Untraceable. Untraceable misery bombs. That could be a, a Bond girl. <laughs> yes. Peaceful Fountains of Desire's partner, Untraceable Misery Bombs. <laughs> someone mistranslated the name. I like it. Ah, on that mildly racist note. <laughs> um, we've also... Uh, I mean, board games do skullduggery, lying, cheating, stealing. Uh, yeah. Much better, I think, than a lot of other formats. Um, when yeah, we were face to face with the person, yeah, yes, yes, it's it's quite difficult to lie to someone within the confines of a game, um, a video game, for instance. Role playing games are different. We'll come to those in a in a second. Yeah, um, but we <coughs> we mentioned Dead of Winter and my history of betrayal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we've also been Stop. playing. Uh, we've also been playing Sheriff of Nottingham. Yes, yes. Which is a cheese smuggling simulator. That's how I like to think of it. <laughs> it is, a, yes. That's everybody just end up squabbling over the cheese. I did not. I went for bread because they were oversaturating the market. Well, yeah, you can't have cheese without bread. Yeah, what type of animals it? do they think we are? Yeah. Just mm. the eat blocks of cheese. <laughs> yes. Um, so, Sheriff of Nottingham essentially play merchants trying to get goods into into Nottingham. Uh, each turn, a different player gets to be the sheriff, and it's the sheriff's job to inspect the goods of each of the other players and determine whether they are, like being in customs, declaring legally what they're bringing in, yep. or whether they're trying to smuggle in contraband, uh, oh, which geez. is very valuable. There is some. Yeah. I, I smuggled in some particularly uh, ripe and stinky cheese <laughs> yeah. uh, yes. that counted as three pieces of cheese all on its own. That's true. I've, I hid crossbows in my cheese. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, um, yeah, um, and the system is that you put cards in a in a, in a lovely velour sack. It's very yes. fuzzy. Yeah, you spent yes. most of the game fondling that. Uh, yes, you just spent most of the game fondling your sack, Aaron. Um, <laughs> that doesn't help with the you know late twenties, early thirties, all a miserable bunch as we sit there stroking velvet sack. <laughs> Um, so yes, you you put your you just you you go shopping. You, you draw cards and then you can swap them out um, via a sort of shopping system and a weird system of sort of multiple discard decks that you can take from and go shopping, or you can draw blind. You end up with sort of a hand, and you might have in your hand um, you might have some combination of bread, apples, cheese, and chickens, which are all legal. Yeah. You might have found spices, silk, crossbows, um, or really, really nice versions of bread, cheese, chickens, and such, right? That yeah, are, yeah. are also illegal. <clears throat> the trick is, you can put up to five cards in the sack. Yeah. But you have to only declare one type of good. So you can only say one type of legal good. So you walk up to the sheriff, you have to hand them the sack and look them in the eye. The game's quite clear on that, which I think makes the game. Yes, definitely. Yes. Having um, your friends look you in the face while they're lying to you. Yes, yeah. yeah. So I would, I would, I would look and I'd go right. I've got three cheese and two crossbows that I want to get in. So I would put those in. I'd clip it shut and I would go. Ah, good day, sheriff. Here are my five cheese. Sheriff takes it, uh, goes round, gets everyone's um, gets everyone's declaration, and then interrogates each of the players to try and work out if they're lying, if they're not lying. Yeah. Now the sheriff can be bribed. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can bribe the sheriff to give you things back. You can offer them some of your goods. So you could say, "I will give you one of my five cheese if you let this pass, good sir." <laughs> Obviously, if there's no cheese in there at all, then you've really, really pulled uh, pulled the wool over their eyes, and you really get away with that. But yeah, you, you will <clears> find there gunning for you for the rest of the game yeah they'll be very very um, unhappy you might put a little bribe through just to just to bring it forward you might not offer a bribe in the hope that they will open it because if you are not lying then the poor sheriff has to pay you a fine um, to make up for wasting your time and making you look bad some kind of libel (laughs) fee um, compensation system that was my Uh, very first game 
It's all I did. Have you been uh, accused of illegally smuggling crossbows? If so, call our hotline. Uh, Medieval PPI on pigeons. Uh, It's one of those cheese pigeons again. Go away. Um, However, if you are, as the sheriff, you do find um, some illegal contraband or they put three cheese and two bread and said there were five cheese, uh, then the illegal things are discarded and the... Naughty smuggler has to pay you a fine. Yes. At the end of the game, you total up the value of everything that you've got, um, and the contraband is worth a lot more than legal goods. So it's always tempting to try and slip some contraband in there. Yeah. Um, add all that together. You also add that to the person with the most of each of the legal goods gets a bonus. So it might be worth your while focusing on apples, for instance, because you get a nice, juicy bonus. Yeah. Juicy yeah. bonus apples. <laughs> um, and the person who's made the most money wins. So even when you're bribing the sheriff, you're actually, as the sheriff, you take that, you're helping yourself win. Yeah. You'll get, you're basically giving away your points. But if they've got contraband in their bags and they give you two gold to let it go through and finding them, would you'd get a lot more, then kind of screwed yourself over, really. Cause yeah. yeah, well, that became a thing with our games that... You always knew if somebody was trying to con you into thinking they were lying because they'd pay you one gold. So I can't let you have this through. Here's one gold. Oh no, it's all truthful then. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. I found Brian was throwing money at me at one point. <laughs> yes. You were maliciously stroking his face with his bag though. Yes. That's you true. rubbed you rubbed your velvet sack over my face. Yeah. And, and asked and asked me if I thought you were an idiot. You went into full tyrannous. <laughs> I did. Um, I forgot about that. Alan Rickman as the sheriff of Nottingham. Most. <laughs> yes, yes, um, I did. I felt I felt quite small and worthless at that point <laughs> as you were just sort of tapping me round the face. I was going, yes. I, I wasn't stroking him. I was just repeatedly slapping him with the bag, going, "What's in here? What's in here? Tell me. Tell me now." It was fun. Try it. <laughs> uh, I cannot recommend that you sack your friends faces um, I can it was hilarious as a bystander <laughs> it was really odd actually I was really quite confused it was quite odd but I, I got all the mo- I, I believe I won that game you did so yeah. it paid off in the end yes. actually no James won that game oh yes but James was even, bye James James was even weirder than I was yeah he got we decided what would be quite fun for this game you don't have to bother role playing or anything with this but each of your character cards has a picture of a person, person on it, yeah. yeah. Who who's distinctly seems to be focused on a particular, you know, they're a cheese merchant or because they've got a big nose, which game seems ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, the like, baker. I was the, the baker, baker last time because yeah. someone else took the lid in. Yes. <laughs> Whose dress I appear to be wearing in this cartoon, Colin? <laughs> of course. <laughs> Uh, yeah, James really took to his character and became. <laughs> <laughs> he came up with a backstory about his family that was both funny and disturbing at the same time. The more details we got of his home life, the the, the worse it got. And I was almost just letting him through because I didn't want him to talk to me. Yeah, which I is felt, a valid pa- tactic, yeah. I suppose. I genuinely felt I would play with the Marquis de Sade for half of it. It was yeah. scary. Yeah, it was, uh, quite it, creepy. It did become quite dark. Yeah, but you don't have to. You can just look at each other and lie and enjoy the game that way. Um, And the fun, of course, is trying to puzzle out if your friends are trying to lie to you. Um, It was quite interesting to see people playing it who are in a relationship. Oh, God, yeah. (laughs) That ends violently. Because realising that your other half is a really, really good liar and can really, really fool you. Makes you both... Proud and disgusted at the same time. Yes. Yeah, I was a little scared at a couple of points that I wouldn't actually be getting home. <laughs> yeah, you, you, your um, your threats were quite personal towards you. Yeah. Was, um, if you're lying to me, you can walk home. And Aaron lives in a windmill in the country. <laughs> just a, just yeah. a moment to remind you of the uh, the the death squad challenge. Uh, please let us know if you've worked out where we are. <laughs> So, yes, Sheriff of Nottingham. Um, great game. Yeah. yeah. A little bit tricky to, to get your head around to start with. Uh, I would recommend playing just a, a practice round oh, yeah, just to definitely. get your head around what's going on before you play a full game. Um, especially if you've got, like, if we were to introduce new players, we introduced a couple of new players on Saturday. I'd have given them each a go being the Sheriff and not the Sheriff. And just played sort of a practice go first before we played properly. And you'd have been a fool 
Yeah. Because the very first thing they oh, did yeah. was obviously the sheriff's <laughs> the first game, and I was like, they they all basically said, oh, I'm not going to bother lying, I just want to see how this works, sort of thing. And I went, yeah, fair enough. They're just, just getting a grasp of the game mechanics. <laughs> And they all lied to me. <laughs> and I genuinely believed all of them because the conviction was really honest. That's they a just good went, point, actually. I know, it's fine. Because you're a nice person, Aaron, and the rest of us would have gone, ha, give us all your I money. think it was because one yeah. of the players kept claiming that they didn't know how the game worked, but maybe that was part of her evil plan. It, it, it definitely seemed to be a okay. personal guilt. Ignore that, then. Just let people have a go. Yeah. yeah. Don't, don't give them a chance. It's not safe. But there was one person that you disbelieved in that first round, wasn't there, Aaron? Yes. The... Yeah. Uh, the malicious smuggler of four perfectly legal cheeses. <laughs> um, what was your fine? Cheese is never what was your fine, Aaron? No, it was eight, eight delicious gold. It was, yeah, mm. right at the start. I was like, oh, shiny, oh, buy shiny coins. You only start with 50s. You've essentially given away a fifth of your points to yeah. start the game. Uh, which was great. Yeah. For I did benefit much, Luke. Um, yeah, so I mean... Um, Sheriff of, of Nottingham it's one of the Dice Tower essentials isn't it yeah the, the game they, they've championed that's where I first became aware of it but I've heard it mentioned in other places yeah. um, it is held in, in high esteem and rightly so yeah. we had, we've had some great times uh, times playing that uh, Medieval Smuggling Simulator yeah. yeah Medieval Cheese Smuggling Simulator yeah you can smuggle other things. But yeah, but cheese smuggling. Yeah, smuggling the chickens is difficult. I've, I really you know, fancied some cheese after we played it, actually. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you want to really get into the mood, um, have a banquet of chicken, apples, cheese and bread. Yeah. <laughs> some kind of ploughman's to accompany your game of uh, Sheriff of Nottingham. Um, or you could go the whole hog and actually have a real sack and put real chickens, real cheese, <laughs> real bread in there and uh, try to pass it off. Wasn't it you, Colin, who was listening to my bag because you didn't think it sounded like chickens? Oh, yeah, yeah. I may, I may have gone a bit weird that evening. Yeah, not only was I slapping you in the face with your own bag, I was put the bag to my ear in the hopes I could hear the plucking of the chickens, which which are cards. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. I think I had one too many energy drinks that night. Yes, I enjoyed myself heartily. Yes, yeah, uh, yes, yeah, thoroughly. But um, actually, the very first time we played it, we didn't do any of that. We just kind of played it quite straight. It was yes. more. Oh, I wasn't there for that game. That's because no. we don't love you. No, no. Much. You like introducing to me the, ga- the games afterwards where... Oh, we like to master them first. first. Yeah. yeah. Well, what happens is we, we normally have a gaming night. We might share, we might cut this out. People might not be interested. But we have a gaming night every week where we aim to role-play and play a, tab- uh, play a tabletop RPG. We've been playing Mutant. But when people are missing, when people can't do that, then we, we tend to pull out the board games yes. then. Um, we do have other nights and, and other times, like we played at the weekend... Uh, we actually played role play one day and all games the next. Like yeah. Some kind of decadent French nobleman in the 17th <laughs> really century. Did. While peasants were farming the fields on our behalf, <laughs> we were quaffing the finest energy drinks and <laughs> amusing ourselves. Um, so bourgeoisie. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I mean, I heartily recommend that. Um, it's not, I don't think it's particularly pricey, but we've about 30 quid. Yeah, I can have a look, or I can put. We'll post a link up, um, a link up to it, just so you got on. Yeah, well, we should, maybe maybe link across to every game that we've uh, that we've done. Yeah, to, yeah uh, that that you idea. can see. That's, that seems um, fair. The third, then, in our trifecta of skullduggerous games. That's a nice phrase. Skullduggerous, skullduggerous games. Yes. Uh, resistance. Oh, God. argument. <laughs> Resistance, how to lose your friends in under an hour. Yep. Yes, we have. We've been calling that game The Argument in a Box for about 18 months now. Yeah, that's because it hasn't stopped being. <laughs> yes. No. Um, and we have played lots of it quite close together. We've had gaps and we've returned to it. And each and every time it's not failed to cause all <laughs> kinds of strife and, uh, yeah. and trouble. But in the best possible way, I think. I, yeah, I, yes. I enjoyed the time playing it, but also um, it's very, very mean and horrible yeah, yeah. Um, you, you need to make sure that you're you're um you're a good group uh, words you are a good group of friends i i wouldn't play it with anybody you've only nope. just met it would, nope. lies lies yeah, definitely tr- <laughs> we've done that oh really yes. um we had a special um over christmas uh gathering you weren't invited because we don't love you oh Again, anyone who wants to apply to be my friend. <laughs> um, send in a picture holding the love you will give Colin. 
Um, yeah, no, we, you were working. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah, that tends to be. Um, yeah, so we, we had a gathering around my house and I invited some of my friends who are gamers but not like really, really straight. They're more sort of into video games and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Games, but they're interested in that kind of thing. So yeah. we thought we'd introduce them to Resistance, which after we'd scrubbed to, you realised it might have been a foolish thing and may never have saw them again. Yes, um, yeah. Especially... Um, well, I'll let you... Well, should, we, should I explain what happened after I've explained what the game... Cause it, yeah, that It's makes even sense. meaner if you know what on earth we're talking about. Yeah. Yes. So in, in Resistance, uh, you, you, you sit around the table or sit around the living room. You are all dealt a card. If you have a blue card, you are a brave, loyal member of the Resistance, battling to overthrow a tyrannous government of the near future. Your job is to go on missions. I like as a as, as very quick note, as rebels, you still have jobs. That's not anarchy. <laughs> no, it's a very respectable British revolution. <laughs> <laughs> With tea ladies and slices of cake. Uh, so yes, your job is to, or rather, okay. Well, I could say your mission is to go on missions. Right. Your mission is via undertaking operations. No, so that sounds really terrible. Your job is to go on missions. <laughs> um, there are uh, to go on missions to try to overthrow the uh, the terrible government, which is uh, only trying to make you have a job. You always side with the bad guys. <laughs> I think you might actually genuinely be a bad guy. Um, so. What you do each round, a certain number of the players will go on the mission. Um, each each round, uh, one person is the group leader. They decide who goes. But then, because this is um, the resistance and it's democratic and um, a very nice organisation, you have to vote. So you need a, a majority vote to send those people on the mission. Once you've voted and decided who's going those people get a card that says fail and a card that says succeed they secretly put one back into the mission and discard the other one and you kind of shuffle them back together later so you don't know who did what they're then shuffled as well so you don't know which card belongs to which player and they are revealed now why would you need a fail card you ask and I hear you I will explain now <laughs> some of the players at least two of the players depending on you can play five to ten players yeah. uh, is it two it, or one um, it's two, it two, at least two, two at least two always at least two, two. yeah um, impossible two. at the very start of the, the game you might get a red card instead of a blue card and that reveals you to be a member of the government an infiltrator to the resistance and your job is to bring the resistance down from the inside everyone closes their eyes at the beginning then the the Number, the traitors, the spies, as they're called, uh, look up, find out who their teammates are, look back down, and then everyone starts the game. Yeah. So they're always going to be people that are on the other side, people that might potentially put a fail card into yeah. the uh, into the mix. And you only need one fail card to fail the whole mission. Yeah. So by the end of the game, you need to have worked out as the resistance exactly who all of the spies are because you will need everyone else to go on the last mission. And it nearly always comes down to the last mission. Yeah. It's best of five. It nearly always comes down to it. The game is masterfully balanced in that way. Isn't it five missions, three missions to win it? Yeah. Yeah, so five yeah. missions, but yeah, first to three. First to three. It nearly like always goes two to two. There's always five missions, but the number of spies, the number of people being sent on the missions change as, oh, you, okay, as you yeah. go through. But it's always five missions. Yeah. Now, it's customary. We were playing a, a smallish game. The very first mission for most of those is just two people being sent on the mission. Yes. And it's customary for, if a spy is selected accidentally, for them to... Just put in a, a pass to try and gain good favour, to gain goodwill, to yeah. try to convince people that actually, you know, they're not the spy because they've got other chances along the way. However, when I played um, at Christmas round Aaron's, I was paired up for the mission by the lovely chap who was sat next to me, who actually chose me for the mission. Yeah. Oh, that poor um, bugger. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he went, oh, you're, I think he was trying to be friendly. He said, you can come on the mission for me. with me. So I went, okay, that's great. Yeah. And I put in, I was the spy, he definitely wasn't the spy, and I put in a fail, and I then convinced the entire group that the other person was the spy. Because he wouldn't be silly enough to do that. Yeah, because we've all played yeah. it before, I said, and I, you wouldn't dare put a fail in on the first mission, because you've obviously 
giving yourself away quite quickly. It's one of the most horrible things I've done in gaming, and if I did, if I went back in time, I probably wouldn't have done it. However, that person, although they looked for the most of the game like they wanted to throttle me, and actually at one point was shouting, "He's the spy, not me!" <laughs> um, at everyone. Uh, looked quite angry I got, I got a little it bit worried it, yeah. uh, but as soon as the game was over it was fine yeah. um, and we, that's the kind of thing you get very into the game as it's happening or trying to work out who's who's who yeah. but generally once it's done it's, it's quite right. fun you reveal once one side wins or loses you reveal who everyone is uh, you discuss the game afterwards oh, yeah. I remember when you said this yes. I thought it was you I had no idea it was you it generates that it conversation be, which it I can love be quite tense at the time and then afterwards quite funny when you go that bugger fooled me. That was yes. quite yes. clever of him. When we, were, I think it was uh, the game after that one on that same evening, I pretended to have. Um, there's there's an expansion you can get for it um, that gives you special cards to give you special abilities. Yes, that comes in the main box now. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, one of them, of which is to look at the character card of the person sitting next to you. My wife got it. Looked at me. Found I was a spy. So I had an argument with her. About how she was trying to blame me for being a spy because she'd seen my card and it wasn't. So it's like she meant to be a spy. I pretended to have a full blown argument with her. And, <laughs> and sulked in the corner. And I actually had um, one of her other friends come to me afterwards and went, I honestly thought we were having an argument. I felt really uncomfortable. And I was good. That was the plan. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, it, it's great. You, you start to really sort of. I love being the spy because you really get stuck into that being skullduggerous kind of feel. Um, although it makes you very aware of everything you're doing you're, yes, you're wondering what your body language is doing you're wondering what you're doing with your voice are you talking too much are you talking not enough once you've played a few times you start thinking well I'm going to be the spy at some point so you kind of start to memorise your own normal patterns when you're not the spy I yeah. actually found that when I became after a few games of being a spy and getting used to lying because I wasn't very good at it when I started well, when, when we say Aaron wasn't very good at lying I, I would very much like to clarify this imagine we're playing the game now I would go I think Aaron's the spy <laughs> Aaron would giggle or sit there and pause for five minutes five minutes of silence insert here followed by <laughs> No, it's not me. <laughs> yeah. Well done, Aaron. That's, uh, that's, that's giving it away. I used to win poker games, you know. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I got Against so used to... People. Yeah. <laughs> so used to mimicking how I was when I was not a spy because I, I was terrible at faking it, so I had to learn quite quickly. But when I came back to being the Resistance member, I became very self-conscious <laughs> and started looking like I was pretending to be a spy because I was trying not to yeah. desperately. Oh, it gets really hard. But it's great because yeah. you guys kind of you guys told me my tell you told me that I talk too much when I'm yeah. a spy because yeah. I, I you try to manipulate well. yeah and I move about <laughs> so I don't do that anymore you lean closer and closer to the rest of the group <laughs> bouncing enthusiastically yeah. as you do so I feel I've actually learned something about my own tells my own way of going about being deceptive which might be something you need for future like, put it on your CV I'm slightly <laughs> unsure about mine because when I am the spy, I tend to use reason and logic. When and when I'm not the spy, I go, huh, I'm not the spy, therefore it doesn't matter. I'm the, yeah. you're one of you, I'm just going to be silly. But when I am the spy, I use reason and logic. The, the problem is is that every time I've used reason and logic, everyone's gone, hey, he's using reason and logic, he's, he's spying. And then I use reason and logic against them, and then everybody believes me. <laughs> I've just gone slightly cross-eyed. <laughs> we do have one friend who it is traditional for us to just accuse of being the spy and refuse to take on any missions. Um, and he did refuse to play with us at one point. We realised we may have taken the joke a little bit too far. No. It wasn't a joke when I started doing it. I genuinely felt him move when he opened his eyes to look up at other people. And he was the spy. Yeah, so I called him out at it. When I felt that. You're a spy. <laughs> yeah. And he got really angry. He did yeah. get really well, that's angry. That's his defence mechanism. We've worked... See, this is the thing, is that I now I reckon I could tell if he's lying because if I called him on it... If I said, you're lying and he's not, he'd be sort of indignant and a bit hurt. Yeah. If he was lying, he'd be indignant and angry. Yeah. C word angry. <laughs> like, proper shouting flex of spittle angry. <laughs> Which is fine within the context of the game, yeah, because we know that everything we're doing is... Um, I giggle when I'm not yeah. lying. Yeah, because you get really self-conscious. I don't know why, but you go, are you the spy? <laughs> no, I'm not. Yeah. Oh, well, that was great. I just convinced everybody. <laughs> yeah, and playing Resistance quite a bit was what made me good enough to lie to everyone in Dead of Winter. Yeah. Yes. Um, I've got better at medieval smuggling as well, since you told me that. Yeah. Yes, you yeah. have. 
Not quite. They're still on the tail, so I'm not telling you what they are. Oh, uh, no. <laughs> but the very yeah, stern... says that says the man who uh, believed my four cheese ruse. I did, yeah. But that sounds like a pizza. I called you out <laughs> your triple bluff later on. Yes, you did. Where you tried to get me to open your, again... Even a blind squirrel doing. finds oh. a nut every now and again. <laughs> <laughs> I was far so far down the rabbit hole of bluffing and lying. It was like Inception. I didn't know what was a lie and what wasn't. <laughs> yeah. And I actually, I think I may have convinced myself that I was lying when I wasn't, or vice versa. It's all a bit of a blur. <laughs> I think I have done that in a game of Resistance before, yeah. and actually managed to convince myself that I'm not the spy, and then looked at my card and gone, oh, I really should have failed that. Oops. Yeah. yeah, I mean it's 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 a great game. It's almost as simple. In fact, it's, it's even more simple than Sheriff of Nottingham. It's much easier to introduce people. Yes, to, yeah. Um, and would even be even better for people that maybe are brand new to modern board games. Maybe only played Monopoly and Game of Life and yeah, uh, yeah, Kaplunk, other, um, other things. Poker players, I imagine, will be. Massively into it because it's old poker yes. confined down it to is, the it is basic poker premise. with guns. The only thing yeah. it, it does need is it does need you to be able to because you've got to question each other. You've got to, it it forces some of that with the the voting system. Yeah, if you just played it and didn't interrogate each other and just sat there in silence voting away, it'd be very odd. It wouldn't work. For it wouldn't us. work. No, so no. It, it it thrives on the interaction between the players, the accusations, the counter accusations. We always have oh. You're, you seem a bit shifty. That's the kind of thing a spy would say. Well, that's the kind of thing a spy would say as well. And, you know, we end up, again, so far down the rabbit hole of counter-counter-accusations. Yeah. Um, and we start after have to meta it at one point. It's like, you know, what colour's your card? Uh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I am the resistance. I can't remember what colour my card is. Yeah. And now everyone thinks I'm a spy. Yeah. No one loves me. Um, He's wearing glasses. He must be the spy. Yeah. <laughs> one of the other the other great thing the thing I like about it is that you can paralyze the resistance via democracy. So they can only vote a certain number of times on who's going to be in the mission before the entire exercise falls apart in uh, being unable to do what it needs to do. They run yes. out of time. The mission, the, the whole endeavor completely fails. So if the spies can paralyze the resistance. Um, often enough um, or well actually just once but yeah. often enough enough times all the way through the different leaders trying to get a team together uh, they can win that way as well yeah. so sometimes you, you might be disruptive but obviously if you look like you're being deliberately disruptive with your voting tactics it's a, it's a very easy tell yeah. yeah so it might be a case that if Colin and I were the spies and, and Aaron included Colin and not me I might let that go because I know that there's a spy in there yeah. Um, what is quite good if you manage to get more than one spy on the same mission yes you, you then have the the, <laughs> the the scrunchy eyebrow insinuation dance uh, where you try to communicate to the other spy in front of everyone because there's no way you can talk separately which one of you puts a fail in and which one of you puts a succeed because if you've got three people going on a mission and two people put fails it becomes it's much more, you know you know that there's definitely two people in there because much easier for the resistance to ferret out what's going on yeah. um so you often you'll often hear me say well i'm not going to fail this mission because i'm a member of the resistance yeah trying to communicate with the other person i was gonna say it was how it worked when me and one of our friends was doing it and he sat next to me and went yeah well we don't want to fail this mission do we he sort of looked over at me and glared very subtly so the rest of you hadn't noticed it don't want to fail this and he repeated it three times, but over a course of several different sentences. But he said we, so I'd, I'd be worried that which one of us was going to... What? <laughs> I, I, I knew what he was going... I knew what he was implying. He uh, was meant me when we, when he said yeah. we. But I did the... Yeah. Yeah, so you've got this kind of... Sometimes there's more going on. Yeah. And as a, as a member of the Resistance, it might sound like the spies get all the fun, but as a member of the Resistance, trying to work out what's going Who's on, who you can trust yeah. who you can't trust, is very fun. And you should be engaged the entire time through because always someone's talking, always someone's doing something. Yeah. You want to know the outcome of all the missions, but also you need to listen to what everyone's saying, yes. look at what everyone's doing. As if I'm... you drift off and start playing on your phone, well, A, you look very suspicious anyway, uh, which you may or may not want, but <laughs> also you might miss some some of the, the table talk, if you like. As I recall, yeah. we actually had a game where three of us 
all resistance members were arguing about who the spies were and the two spies who actually happened to be sitting next to one another then conferred and worked out their entire plan while we were just screaming at one another because we weren't <laughs> actually paying attention to the other two team members yeah, who yeah. were both the spies. Yeah, We did have that one game where there were five of us, two spies, three resistance members and it started with one of the resistance members voted in the three, voted in two of the resistance yeah so succeeded the mission the second resistance member picked the three of them it succeeded the third one did the same team and it succeeded and the spies didn't even get a go <laughs> yeah. but i think that's more of a fluke that's only happened yeah. once in about 20 games and i doubt it's gonna happen anytime no, soon. no no that was that was very much pure fluke yeah we had everyone sat in the right order and yes know, which, again that's also rare and they, they, they just didn't speak up quite enough about yeah I mean weird. I do feel sorry for them because there was absolutely nothing they could say because we went well you 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 anyone disagree and they can't really disagree because no, if they did majority. it's majority yeah it's democracy someone's always if they did it would, it would confirm they were the spies it was yeah. like, oh, I, was, I was waiting for it to fail yeah, so yeah. it's going to fail in a minute and it didn't I was like oh that was yeah, because you, you tend to concede one of the missions to try and figure out who might be. Yeah, you know I at least... I that person might be, so I'm going to put them in, and then if it fails, I know that's confirming it. Yeah, I mean, it, think. In, I think in most games we've played, two of the missions have failed. We've had two wins, two losses, and it always comes down yeah, to the yeah. final game as to who's going to actually win yeah, this. Yeah, it's very nicely balanced, because yeah, you've yeah. got smaller missions where the good guys are more likely to succeed or the spies are less likely to mess with it because it becomes more obvious. Yeah. So especially in the very small games, the five or six player, there's only two of you. The other person is going to know that you are a spy. You have to have quite... You have to really brazen that out. Yeah. Which is why I did it to your friend who'd never played before. Because <laughs> yeah. if I'd done it to one of the the more established players, I don't think I'd have been able to, to keep it up. No, no. no. Locked in your face. Yeah. Um... But actually, there was a, a baptism of fire. <laughs> it was, yeah. But it was, he called. He wants to play it again. So yeah, it definitely. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, well, judge it by that. Yeah, we might have broken him as a human being, but he wants to play again. <laughs> you notice that he'll never sit in the same room as me <laughs> on his own. Last time we were around, every time yeah. it was just the two of us, he'd look away and walk out. That's right. I followed him. <laughs> That's That's toilet technique. <laughs> I find the same thing with you though, Brian, to be honest. If we're ever alone in a room, just get up and leave. This whole podcast is me doing three different voices. <laughs> <laughs> None of the rest of you are real. That means he pretends to be another person and then gave them all the credit for doing all the work. Your ego is really broken. Bless yeah, you. not only I, yeah. <laughs> just need a hug. <laughs> if you'd like to hug Brian, <laughs> one of his personifications, please write to us. <laughs> Showing how wide your arms could be for that hug. <laughs> Include a detailed pamphlet on your hugging technique. <laughs> Are you a, f- a hugger from behind? <laughs> for I will not be the little spoon. Oh dear. So yes, recommend. Oh, I love Resistance. Um, the only problem I've got with Resistance at the moment is that the cards are starting to become a bit dog-eared because we've played them quite a bit. Yes, um, and, uh, uh, my wife hits it on one of them. Ah, it's fine. <laughs> um, it's actually, now the rest of the cards have become dog-eared, that one is less obvious. <laughs> but um, I'm just going to sleeve them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah otherwise, you'll start going. Well, I know that that spy card has a tiny tear in the top right corner, and you don't want that. You you want to maintain that secrecy. That right. secrecy. Critical twits. Top twit. Uh, top tip. Oh, I've ruined it. Criti- critical tips. Top twit. <laughs> That's tips right. for twits and crits. Try to say critical twits. Top Twitter tip. <laughs> oh my god, that actually hurt my ears. <laughs> it's good. It's too much alliteration. Oh. Verily, you may have too much alliteration. No. So yes, a, cri- a critical twits top, top tip. tip. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> sound like an idiot. Spot sat on the mat. <laughs> See spot run. Pound r- wrong, Colin. Um, <laughs> yes, excellent. Yeah. Well, that's, that's board games uh, covered. Yeah. Alert! Alert! An intruder has been detected. Alert! Alert! The barrier has been breached. Okay, we better go investigate this. Bear with us, listeners. We'll be back soon. We've dealt with the intruder. <laughs>